We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 13 of the Drop Anchor Podcast. Nautica. Hey, everybody. This is Josh. And this is Kendra. Hi, honey. Hi, Hi, Kendra. (laughs) How was your week? Um, Well, mostly good, I think. School started. Yeah. Yay. No, I'm just kidding. I was really sad for school to start. You know, I mentioned that to a few people. the, the the most years when it's time for the kids to go back to school all the years yeah i mean i guess so. every year until, until this year until this year we've been really excited about school to get started yeah i do the mommy dance because we just want the is there a daddy dance <laughs> we don't want to see that um <laughs> we're just excited to have the kids go back to school so that we can have the house to ourselves and the peace and the quiet and right. the messes that don't keep accumulating with them right. around I know. I had someone ask me yesterday, they're like, do you do the take the day off, go get a pedicure, you know, like have a mommy day? And I was like, no, I just clean. Like they're not around and I can just clean. I've always spent like the first day cleaning. I'm kind of a clean freak, though. I like it clean. That's that's right, Monica. We know that. (laughs) Shove it into the closet. Right. As we've covered. Um, But this is the first year where... We kind of, I mean, not dreaded them going back. No, I did. I was like literally not buying stuff for them. <laughs> no school supplies, <laughs> no backpacks. I no, we asking, did. And we I'm like, I'm in denial. <laughs> I really enjoyed having them home. Like I've liked, I've enjoyed our summer. I feel like they're at an age where they're doing more storytelling. They're engaging us. And it's almost like. Like, I don't want to be the parent that's like, my kids are my friends. Like, that's not it at all. But they're entertaining now. They're interesting now. Well, they're more helpful. I mean, when we were laid up last week, they cooked the meals. Right, so, right. Hayden's been driving me around. Right. They're they're helpful. Right. So it's not like having that. Oh, so for you, it's not companionship. It's just more <laughs> more workers. Well, it's then it's not just me doing all the work. They're helping me. Yeah. No, well, for me, it so. is, uh, I think it's some of the, the conversations. I like our kids. Yeah, I do too. Well, they've gone so. back to school. Yep. And I think for the most part, they're enjoying it. We now have two high schoolers. We've got a junior, we've got a freshman, and we also have a seventh grader. Yeah, I feel old. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting there. Although we started young, so I'm not really that old for, I mean, I always get like, you have a junior. Do you want to say how old you are? Haven't I? I? I don't know. You're old. I'm <laughs> okay. So I'm 41. How old are you, Kendra? 37. Okay. Neither one of us are old. Uh, we started young. We got married young. I was 20 when we got married. Yeah. So I think, I don't think very many people get married that young anymore. I don't know. I don't know. All right. But so, I did. Kids are off to school. <laughs> uh, this is their first weekend uh, after school and... Which, um, I mean, I guess is good, right? Because we want yeah. them home. We want them to clean up after. I don't know. I think, yeah. All right. So what's next? Well, no, I I feel like I had like a little segue in there for a second and then I missed it. And so then it got like just you talking. Did we pass the exit? Yeah. <laughs> do, we, do I need to reverse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, my, my segue was like, and maybe you're just going to cut this out. <laughs> was we got married young and then somehow in my brain i spun off too um and we didn't mean to have children (laughs) we were one of those like oops we got pregnant (laughs) that's not why we got married just for clarification that's what i'm saying like we got married and we're like we're gonna wait five years because we're broke (laughs) right and then six months later we're pregnant yeah i'll leave that in there that's fine oh and then i was gonna blame your friends of how we got pregnant but okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay so now we're gonna need to explain that one <laughs> um can't leave that one hanging <laughs> well i was 20 so i couldn't legally drink um but i i was thinking about this like not that long ago too like why is it i could get married at 20 but i couldn't drink 
Like, there's the legal age is still 21, but you can get married. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't go drinking. I mean, my husband bought me my my drinks. I still did drink because I was married. I don't know. Like, I felt old enough. Yeah. Um, It's a weird thing. Um, So your friends gave me... Uh, <laughs> They were trying to ask me like what I had drank, which I hadn't drank a lot. And they told me to try Goldschlager because they knew that I liked the taste of cinnamon. Um, but I'm a really lightweight. <laughs> I think they had me take two shots. And then there's Hayden. We <laughs> 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 hmm. ended up pregnant from that. Yeah. That was a... That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, let's go back to... How everything else is going. Well, I said I, I had this just moment of like, like that's why it was awkward and you were talking and I was quiet because I was just thinking that through. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how's your ankle? Oh, we're going to talk about that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Um, I think I, <laughs> I think when the glass went in my ankle, it broke something. Not a bone, but something. I have a click. And like, I don't know if it's a tendon. I don't think it broke something. Something is Your doctor agreed with me. Something's off. All right. And it hurts and it has a little clicking inside around my ankle bone. Not around your ankle bone. It's the tendons that go over it or the ligaments or whatever. Whatever. And it clicks. And when it does that, it really hurts. (laughs) I'm not crazy. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. Um, So... I get the stitches out on Tuesday, and then I will show them the clicking. Yes, and your doctor said, "How about oh, six that's months right. afterwards?" My uterus doctor told me that she doesn't think it's anything. So how about I go see the other doctor, the foot doctor, <laughs> and see if it's something. Okay. <laughs> so Kendra's a little bit of a hypochondriac, and I think that's where our kids get it. I am not a little bit. Really? A little bit. Oh, okay. So when I thought my thyroid was wacko and we go to the doctor and they're like, holy smokes, you're like dying. Your thyroid is so broken. I have been <laughs> right about everything I've ever had. All How right. is that a hypochondriac? <laughs> huh, maybe that's true. I mean, All right, we'll see. Not. We'll you're see. so rude. He takes it back. He loves me so much. I do. I do. He trusts me. So. Uh... <laughs> How's your ankle? Um, I'm driving. I don't think I'm supposed to be driving yet. Uh, The doctor. Well, well, here's the thing. I think it's been a week and a half, two weeks since my last appointment when they took the uh, stitches out. Mm. And the doc said every week I can put on an additional hundred pounds of weight on my ankle. Right. I I don't know. I've lost track. I don't even know if you've hit a week. Have you hit a week? Absolutely. Oh yeah. You hit a week Wednesday. Right. That's what it was. Right. So we're a week and a half in. And if every week I can put on an additional 50 pounds of weight, then pushing on a gas pedal and a brake pedal seems okay. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. You also just walk on it. So do you weigh 100 pounds? Um, well, I weigh almost <laughs> double that. And so each of my legs is only holding half of that. You just make me nervous. I like you. I don't want to see you hurt. Oh, and you make you. me nervous when thank you walk you. on it. Well, I do put on, I don't put on the huge boot, which makes right. it impossible for me to drive. I have an ankle brace that makes it hard for me to roll my ankle. Which she told you you couldn't put on until the six week mark. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. Maybe Your six week appointment is to put. The doctor. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least when I'm driving, having the ankle brace seems to be okay. Okay. So. Um, so you drove yourself. <laughs> yeah well i had a work appointment to, that i had to go to, to some things um, this week yes yes and it was very exciting for me uh just because i actually enjoyed driving I, I i i used to not like it um but now for work i drive around a lot that's kind of my main function and being able to get back into that uh has been really fun for me and then yesterday i got to do a very long drive up to seattle to get on our next <laughs> i was like where are you going boat. to that? yeah I didn't get to go. I, I texted you so much and I felt like you weren't texting me back as much as like, I know you were busy, like talking about the boat and driving the boat, but I was like, I didn't feel like I was part of it. Yeah. This will be the first time that I got to do a boat thing. Like as far as like, okay, 
Kendra and I make a lot of decisions together. Like I would never go out and buy a big boat and bring it home and say, ta-da, here we go. It's, you know, Kendra <laughs> and I are really good at, at making decisions together, running through pros and cons. And the sea trial and the survey timing happened to be on a day where uh, Kendra had to work and had an appointment. And so yeah. I had to go by myself. And it was weird. I was actually a little nervous <laughs> to go by myself. Like I knew. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm used to you being at the back of the boat. Like, you know, if I'm going to oh. back it out, like you're there, we're, we're like a team. telling you things that are going on. Yeah. That you can't see. Yeah. And so I had uh, on the boat, we had the surveyor, we had the current owners of the boat. And uh, I remember feeling just kind of alone. It was mm. weird. Well, Aww, and we usually have the you. kids too. Yeah. Well, we have been. We've been taking right. the kids. Our, the whole crew. But I guess, I mean, we kind of do the boat thing together. It's our thing. Right. But once well, once we were underway, I wasn't lonely anymore because like, okay, I've got to think about boat things now. So. And from the pictures, it was all beautiful and peaceful and like you got all that. Yeah. So. So how was the ride? The girls were concerned that it would be um, like, what do you call that? Like swinging back and forth. Yeah. So for some reason, they got in their head that it bobbed a lot. Right. Whatever. Right. One of the things that we felt safer about was the idea of having a big, heavy boat. Like we just. Right. Um, the and boat we, we own now. This is light. Yeah. The boat we own now is, is heavy for its size. And the Bayliners aren't known for being super beefy. I think tanks. they weigh the same. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think they weigh the exact same. And this is, this boat is, you know, 10 feet right? longer. Yeah. 10 feet bigger. So. And, you know, as, as we did some of our research about, you know, what happens when you have a lighter boat, um, what happens when you have a boat with uh, a lot of uh, top, what what happens when you have a boat that can catch a lot of wind, basically, and... and oh, like if it's too tall? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I um, didn't think about that part. Yeah, because the boat ends up acting like a sail, like it just catches wind. And so between how it reacts in waves, how it reacts in the wind... Uh, we didn't hear a lot of great things about Bayliners. Like, yeah. hey, this is a, you know, but what, at, at that size, I mean, you're comparing them to like giant, massive, you know, ocean traveling boats. Mm. And it's not really a fair comparison. We spend most of our time in the Puget Sound and um, even going up to Alaska. It's not like we're out in open ocean, right? Well, and I think that was a big deal for the younger two. Hayden and I, on the other hand, think that it sounds like it's more fun. <laughs> to be bobbing around. <laughs> to be like... Well, having control Making of the it boat. Like exciting. Yeah. I- exciting, sure, sure. <laughs> having control of the boat uh, is probably the most important thing. Oh, so fine. I actually expected the boat to be really unstable. Like you were already anticipating that it would be like bobbing around? Right. And uh, it it wasn't. I mean, I don't know I don't know what I was expecting it to be like. Like, <laughs> like I mean I mean it's in the end it's a big heavy boat. I mean it's not a super, super heavy boat, it's not a tank, but it's a big boat, so I'm watching fairly choppy waters. I mean, not yeah. There weren't waves out on the water, but there were you know it was choppy and uh, it didn't seem unstable at all. Yeah, like it was perfectly fine. Yeah. So we you know we back out of the slip, uh, take it out. Now the boat is in fresh water, so mm-hmm. there's no tides to think about. Oh right. Um, yeah, which is really weird uh, for us, but. Uh, Back out of the slip, and um, we really the the first part of the boat ride was to take it out and uh, just rev it a little bit, spin it around, see how the controls were, mm. and it handles really well. The boat is uh, very responsive, both throttle and steering um, turns on a dime. Like I, it actually felt like I could control it more easily than our current boat. Oh, really? Yeah. I was gonna say like I don't. I mean, what you're saying like that's interesting, but. I've not done any of that with even our boat. Right. You just go straight and hold it steady. Right. Like if you just, once we're like underway, you'll say take over, but I don't get us out of anything or right, right. whatever. So that's interesting. Yeah. It felt really responsive, uh, really smooth. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, we ended up taking it from the, uh, I guess from the lake we were in over to the place where it gets hauled out of the water mm-hmm. uh, where it gets pulled into a big sling so that the surveyor can, you know, tap on the hull. And I've seen, I've seen surveyors do, do it different ways. Some use like a little hammer. This guy had a pole with a golf ball attached to the end of it. And oh. it was so he could reach. But also, I guess he knows what a golf ball is supposed to sound like when it's tapping on things. It was it was kind of interesting. Huh. Um, I've yet to see any of these somehow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I haven't seen any of them. Like you haven't seen a surveyor actually do his work? Right. Oh. Well, yeah. The they're... only surveyor was 
the last the the last boat and touching poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Right. That's, I'm not seeing him do anything else. Got it. Got it. Well, then just a quick description. Um, they're tapping on the hull to, to see if there's any water in the hull. Water, like... Water? That is not what I expected you to say either. What what <laughs> you think they were doing? I don't know. Okay. Like, so imag- sounds good. Like, like, if a doctor hits your knee and you have a reflex. I don't know. There's no reflex on the hull of a boat. What do you think? Okay, okay. I know, like a doctor's tapping on things. They're just somebody that, like, knows... I don't know. No, I'll tell you. It's the equivalent of tapping on a watermelon. You tap, 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 and it's like if it sounds a certain way, you're like, oh, that's not ripe or whatever. Can you no, do that? Well, on a watermelon? I've never bought a watermelon the right way. You don't tap on them? No. See, I, I tap on them because I know I'm supposed to, but I don't know what I'm listening for. So I'm just like, it sounds like a watermelon. Are you supposed to tap a watermelon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, or he's not, and this is even funnier. <laughs> I watch other people do it. Okay, okay. My but dad, he, my mom looks for the like I don't know, like a uh, these weird like brown like she calls them like sugar lines, and that makes them better. You know, I think that maybe nobody knows what's <laughs> happening with watermelon picking. Okay, listen, listen. So, <laughs> on the hull of a boat, um, it's like you know, it's the out- exterior wall that is along the side of the boat and also under the water line. If yeah. there's any if there's any issues with the fiberglass, you can get water intrusion, and your actual your actual boat can get no waterlogged. I had no idea that, that that is what you were looking for. That's scary. Yeah, I don't so, want water in my well, yeah, walls. Yeah, right. Basically, nobody does, and so that's why you hire a guy to to oh. spend hours tapping on the thing. And it sounds really uh, like he described it like if there's a water spot. It'll sound like tapping on a phone book. Like it's just a really like deep thud versus tack 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 and then thud, which is what you know I guess a phone book sounds like. He actually looked at me when he said it. And he's like, "Do you know what a phone book is?" I don't know how old he thought I was. Oh, um, so, that's funny. Do our kids know? Uh, I, I think they've never seen a phone book. I feel like we've gotten one. Well, anyhow, he tapped the whole hull and it all sounded good. There weren't any any you know soft spots or no wet spots water or in our walls no water in the hull um which is good yeah considering i had no idea that that's what we were looking for <laughs> right well since you since you haven't been on uh, a survey where it's been hauled out do you have any i guess i don't know what you don't know do you have any questions do you want to know anything about how that worked well as you're just going through it i could ask you i mean i didn't know that so okay you can just keep telling me stuff so other th- educate me, sir. All right. So other things that he's looking for is uh, the th- he's inspecting the through hulls. What's a through hull? It's well, it's where there's a hole in the boat mm-hmm. where water is supposed to get in. We want water in now. Yes, we described before how we cool the engines. How does he check it? Is it gonna? Well, if you're gonna drill a hole through the hull, mm-hmm. that's an area where water can get into the hull itself. Like you how can get a leak. How does he make sure it's not gonna get in the wrong way? Tap, 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 tap. Just tapping it? That's it. That's the only thing they can do. If it sounds like water's in it, which would be the phone book sound, the thud, thud, then it's like, okay, this this through hull failed, and now there's water slipping into the hull. Not like water filling up inside the boat, but actually in the wall. Right. I still can't see how you would know that by tapping it. It makes, it, apparently, it just makes a different sound. So okay. I'm going to experiment with like <laughs> some things. I've got an audio recorder and a hammer. I'll tap on things and fill some things with water and see what it sounds like. Just for fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Um, There's no water in the places where there shouldn't be water. Correct. That all is just fine. And I think we had the boat out in the sling. And I've got a picture of that up for you guys. The The tapping spent probably took about 45 minutes of him going to go through it. Hmm. Um, checking the through hulls, making sure that there's no, you know, that's areas where water can get in. This boat has both a bow and a stern thruster, mm-hmm. which instead of just the engines and big propellers in the back, which people kind of picture when there's, uh, you know, when they're thinking about a boat, this boat also has two little motors and propellers, both at the very front and the back, that are designed to be able to move the boat sideways. Right, which, I mean, we've seen boats move sideways. Yep. The um, Bayliner doesn't come with it uh, from the factory, so these were aftermarket ones that were installed, and right. so he tested those and made sure those worked properly. Um, as far as with it out of the water, there wasn't, I mean, really out of the water, all he's doing is tapping, checking the paint, 
Um, Which looks different in fresh water. We're not used to that. Yeah, that's so I that's mean, a big difference. Our boat needs to be cleaned on the bottom because we're not in fresh water. Right. In fresh water, uh, you build slime and you can literally just spray it off with a pressure washer or just squeegee it off. In salt water, you get barnacles, you get right. mussels. We have little creatures that try to attach to that our... want to live on the boat <laughs> with us. <laughs> um, and so that's different. Like th- right. this thing we comes have out to have of a the diver water, and he has to come clean it. Right, right, and actually scrape things off. Um, it's very different. When this boat came out of the water, it I mean, as far as like if it were a saltwater boat, that's it looks like maybe it's been in the water for you know a few months. If a saltwater boat had been in the water for two years and then came out, there would be a and without being you know cleaned off and scraped off, there would be a ton more growth on it. So it looked like I mean it looked amazing. Right, because we're used to seeing saltwater boats. Right, I see. Whereas they might have looked at it and compared it to other freshwater boats and said, "Oh no, there's a lot of grime on here." But oh. it's just a, it's just messy. It's not problematic. Okay. So that's interesting. Yeah. So boat gets put back in the water, and while while I'm piling it around, the surveyor is going and checking on like different pump systems, checking on the engines, checking on uh, making sure all the water things work. Right. And at the end of it, at the end of the survey, he and I chatted it up. And yeah, I mean, he's, he, he made me feel comfortable that it was a solid boat. The parts that you and I had already looked at, the parts that you and I had already looked at, the times we've been out there, we already knew. Like the, the, as far right. as the way it's furnished, the, as far as the upkeep and all right. the wood inside. Which is why I felt okay not going because that's kind of my... That's what you're looking for, right, right? That's what I'm looking for. And you need to do your like... It's do I feel thinking. safe piloting? It? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do I feel safe piloting it? Do I feel that the engines are responsive? Um, and so, really, this trip was a way for me to feel more confident about the boat uh, with it actually underway. Right. Fun. It was fun. It was a little sad not to have you there. A little sad not to have the kids there. Um, but and you had a different surveyor, which is interesting. Like we don't have one in our back pocket. We've just gotten whoever's available. And yeah, so. The interesting thing about surveyors is they are ultimately working for the buyer. Like, in a way, they're... Well, it's kind of like my dad's a home inspector. Right, right. He's working for the buyer. And they have a... And it's unfortunate, but it's just the nature of the job. They have the reputation of being deal killers. Like, they're there to help Oh, yeah. Help realtors, <laughs> realtors totally feel like that about my dad. Right. Like, he'll walk in and the realtor for, like, the seller is like, don't kill the deal for me. Right, right. <laughs> my dad's like, I'm just going to tell the truth. Right, right. Which is their job. Right. And from a buyer's perspective, that's what you want. And so, although I'm, I'm, I'm saying all the good things that I discovered about the boat, the and, – and I knew he would do this just because I know your dad and it's the same sort of job uh the the broker or not the broker the 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 surveyor every now and then would pull me aside and he's like well you know there's this thing and um you know i would want to make sure that's taken care of Mm -hmm. and he would say it with a lot of concern but i think that maybe he was talking to me as though i had never owned a boat before Mm. um or he's just used to going down his checklist right right um or you know but it it's still good that they do that no absolutely you want them to right i mean that's that's you're paying him you're, or him or her, you're, you're paying the surveyor to protect you from a bad boat. Oh, is there a girl surveyor? Uh, I haven't seen one. I don't, I've never heard of one in this area. Yeah. You could be a boat <laughs> surveyor. They get paid big bucks. Uh, sure. <laughs> I didn't even know that there was water in, <laughs> in the hole. And you might have to touch poop water, apparently. No! You don't think that's normal practice? I even my dad is a home inspector. He does stuff. I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. In the end, the survey went well. Good. The sea trial went well. I was very comfortable with it. And uh, I I can't think of anything that makes me feel like, okay, maybe we need to back out of this one and, and look at another boat and do this whole process all over again. <sighs> no, I, I feel good about this. I feel good about this too. And I'm like... I'm also ready to be done looking. <laughs> yeah, those. I'm hoping that one that that doesn't influence why just, we like this right, boat. It's just, oh, this has been a a trip. So it has been. You know what's cool about this, and I think I mentioned this just briefly uh, last week, but I really like the sellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that uh, we have a lot of shared interests, shared values, um, and I like the way they've taken care of things. Yeah. No, that was my. Um, like very initial, like just by the ad and um, pictures, 
I felt that way. Yeah. I guess shout out to, to Nathan and Mary for, for prepping this boat for us to buy it. Well, they've done a good job keeping, they have. keeping things up. and. You know, fun fact, um, they've lived on this boat for, I think, three, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And they've been married for three, three and a half years. So <laughs> it's their first home. It's their first home. Yeah. yeah. And so I can, I could kind of sense that there was some sentiment, uh, or some sentimental feelings about knowing oh, that sure. they were going to see sound this boat. And I think that they also want to know that whoever's going to buy this boat is going to take care of it and, and love it. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's a good handoff and I'm, I'm going to guess that we're probably going to stay in contact, that we're probably going to, um, yeah. Just keep messaging messaging each other back and forth and, and being friends. And I can get that feeling. I mean, I I have this sort of, like, we haven't sold our boat, but I feel like when we do, there's going to be a little bit of, like, uh, I mean, when you put your, like, work, I guess, I don't know, like, your heart and soul into something. And we haven't done and a ton. And when you have stories with it. Right. We haven't done a ton to our boat, but I made the curtains. When I start setting up house, I guess. Yeah. Um, and doing those kind of things, you get more attached to it. Of course. So yeah. I, we haven't sold our boat, but I feel like I will feel that way Yeah, a little bit. I'm excited for the next adventure though. And I know that they are too. Yeah. They are selling their boat and uh, deciding to live I th- like in a van. Is no, that what they're doing? It's like a RV. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. yeah. They're yeah. basically they're going to be on the road versus on right, the you water. Said they're in a van, that's <laughs> different. This. Well, it's it's van shaped. I don't know. It's it's not like it's not like the RV we lived in. No, we had, but it's still considered an RV. <laughs> yeah. Does your van have a kitchen and a toilet? Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Or solar panels on top. They they installed. They actually. Mm. Um, yeah, they they did that whole thing so they can run off of solar for uh, a lot of their needs. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. They're listening to our podcast. <laughs> Mary subscribed to it. And uh, I've gotten already some texts back saying, hey, we like it. So that's cool. Neato. All right. So that was a survey. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the survey, uh, I, you know, the surveyor takes me off the boat again, wanting to just have kind of a private side conversation with me. And he goes through and um, I don't know why he had to do this, but he's like, it's a solid boat. <laughs> you, you could have said that in front of them, I suppose. Um and he literally didn't have any major concerns that concerned me. Some of the things, like yeah. Nathan had made some modifications to the top, and the show was like, well, I, I wouldn't have done that. Well, I kind of would have. I mean, I, I probably would have done some similar things. And anything that, you know, for safety needed needs to be changed back, like I'm comfortable doing those things. Um, you talk about, you know, you need to make sure that the uh, the fire extinguishers are inspected. Okay, well, that's that's easy to do. That's not a that's almost something wrong like with the well, boat. that's like even home maintenance. Yeah, everyone. That's like the I think you need to make sure you mow your lawn. Yeah, everybody <laughs> okay. should make sure that their extinguishers are yeah, up to date. That's pretty normal. We don't. Um, <laughs> but who does? <laughs> it's oh. one of those things. It's like on the last of the checklist. Right. Well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kids, you'll you'll be you'll be responsible for that. Um, if we tell them that there's a date on them, maybe they'll like go and look at them. Yeah. The inspection process is literally taking it and shaking it and making sure that the little band is in the green and or little needles in the green part of the band that says it's still good and then writing a date on there. Like that's the inspection process. Are you a firefighter? That's what the surveyor told me. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were like being all, I like, <laughs> I don't know. No, that's just, that's actually, that's what he said to do. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, at the end of I it. I was thinking we know firefighters and I'm just going to ask them. No, <laughs> no. I, mean, I, I guess we can ask them to pick it up and shake it and check the. Well, if that's all needle. you have to do, I thought you had to take it to a fire station to have it like certified that it's still good. Uh, I think after a certain point you're supposed oh. to, but the regular inspection doesn't require that. So I guess the surveyor's process is he took a bunch of pictures, wrote some things down, and then he has got to write this big report. And he said something that kind of caught my attention. He said that if if there's anything that either uh, that we had questions about in the written survey. Uh, we could reach out to him and ask him about it. And he said, uh, now, if there's anything that has to do with the color of the boat that is wrong in the report, don't be too what? upset about it. Wait, like, what colors? Well, he pointed at like the stripe on the side of the boat. And yeah, he said, if it's that's, blue. if it's, and he said, yeah, if, if it's blue and I write down that it's black or if it's black and I write down it's blue, he's like, don't get mad. I'm colorblind. <laughs> oh, now I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was good. <laughs> so, 
So Kendra's colorblind. Yeah, so now I have like a like a friend. Now he's your survey buddy. Yeah. Or surveyor buddy. Like totally get you, dude. I get you. Yeah, he didn't he didn't go and I I didn't mention to him that you were also colorblind. Only really? Because, that would be a fun story. Um to tell him. It was a long day and he talked a lot and I you honestly didn't want to get into I just it? didn't want to get into it. Okay. Yeah. I felt like he would have taken ten minutes talking about it That's and asking interesting. me about Maybe it. Maybe he's like the blue purple colorblind though. I don't know. I'm red green. Like I, right. Right. Which is worse. <laughs> There's well, more red green things to get wrong. It's also a problem because in the world of boating, red and green right, lights are um, important. Joshua, uh-huh. in the world of driving, everything is red and green. No, right. <laughs> sure. In the world of getting around, everything is red and green. Stop and go. Right. But the orientation of a uh, traffic light has certain colors on top and certain colors on bottom. And you don't look at the, I mean, you can tell by the position of what color it's supposed to be. However, like which light is on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On a boat, you have to look at the color to determine what direction the boat's going. Yeah. And so, therefore, I've never been the captain of our boat because right. we've tried. And even with my colorblind glasses, I still tend to not see it. Right. You can't tell. Stupid green. Well, for well, it's you, like it's... the green light. Like the green lights at the, the four-way stop. If it's a green light, sometimes I can't tell if it's white or green, which I guess it doesn't matter because it's, it's on in the, the right bottom. position, right? Right. Um, like we were talking about the crosswalks. I thought the guy was just green to go with go, and the red hand was red. Right, but they're not apparently. You told me it's white. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the conventions are broken See, there. I think I think that my brain just tries to make up what things are, like what it should be, right? Right. So I don't know the color. shows are really boring for you. I mean, in comparison to how we everyone right. else enjoys it. When all of a sudden there's a blue one, then, then can I tell. can tell. But most of them are white. It's just white. <laughs> just, just white fireworks. Oh, I've learned so much in my age what things are colored. But as a kid, nobody. Oh my gosh! So, so what are Christmas lights for you? Like, knew. like you love looking at houses with Christmas lights, but do they look like white? Yes. All of them. Well, until one of those houses does that blue that's like blinding. <laughs> so you don't. I can see, see that. Oh. I don't know, like the colored ones. I think one of our kids pointed out a color strand, and I thought it was like white, white, maybe red. Like I try to guess, <laughs> and I think I could see that maybe one was yellow. I try to guess. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how sad. I didn't think about Christmas. I just know the Fourth of July is always amusing to me because I'm just I, I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And I look over at you and I'm like, oh, you, no. I think that what was surprising it, to, to you is that you found out that fall is my favorite. And how do you, how, and how I the heck can't can you really enjoy, enjoy fall? fall. Like my 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 sunglasses, which Josh bought me for my birthday like three years ago, yeah. two years ago, um, is when I finally got to see fall. So my birthday's in June, so. You know, four months later, I got to see fall. I always thought that the trees like turned brown. <laughs> I think Not some red. do. Well, with my with my glasses on, and I'll take them on and off, and I'm like, see that tree? I just thought it was dead, and then I put my glasses on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's There's like this vibrant, vibrant yeah. red. And then I take my glasses off, and it dies. <laughs> <laughs> so the glasses are helpful. They are. Um, I actually use them for work too. You use them for driving. And driving. Um, when I first got them, I almost got in a car accident because traffic cones, um, when you're colorblind, you don't see neon. Right. And so traffic cones were no big deal. But then all of a sudden I put my glasses on and they're so insane, like vibrant that I'm like, what was that? And I turn my head to look and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get in a car accident. Um, I've gotten better since I've had them for a while. So in the world of boating, um, in addition to the lights on the boats being like so the, the right the stupid lights it's the lights even yeah. with my sunglasses it, yeah yeah the, the it's the lights. colored lights don't, don't yeah. get better in the sunglasses Mm-mm. um but for those who don't know much about boating uh you have to have navigation lights on your boat so, so on your left side when you're piloting which is the port side of the boat you have a red light mm-hmm. and on the other side the starboard side you have a green light and so if you're coming or going, a, another boat in the dark can see, okay, I can tell the orientation of that boat based on the color that I see. Oh, like if it's coming towards you or going away from you. Or if it's going left or going right across your bow. Oh. Yeah. That very, was... very important. And if you can't tell. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to pilot at night. Right. And here's the, here's the crazier thing. If you see them as white lights, white light means something else. 
there's the, a white light? The back of the boat. See, that's the thing. I probably wouldn't be able to tell you if there was a white light or a green light. That's exactly right. So I wouldn't know if I you was... You couldn't tell if a boat was passing you going left or going right or if a boat was... Like you, if you're looking at the stern, the back of a boat in front right. of you, because that's the white light. And I've tried to wear my sunglasses at night to see that, but then everything just gets dark because they're sunglasses. So even watching like the 4th of July, I've put my sunglasses on and I, I mean, I can see more of the color, but everything gets so much darker. It's not fun because right. it's too dark. Right. So I wouldn't, I can't wear my sunglasses at night. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a cool kid, but not that cool. So you might be wondering how I found out I was colorblind. <laughs> I didn't find out till I was uh, 15 in driver's ed uh, in California during the driver's ed class. Um, the teacher said he was going to do a colorblind test, which I'd never even heard of. And my last name started with an A, Aldinger. It's a, it's a doozy. <laughs> it's German. Um, and so I was the first kid to go up and, and like in front of the class kind of at his desk and he opens the colorblind book and it's this circle with lots of little, little circles, circles inside, yeah. that are all these colors. And I can see that there's colors. Um, and I just kind of stared at him blankly. Oh, yeah. Because he asked you, you know, what do you see here? Right. Like, here it is. Like, what do you see? And I just kept looking at him and like, he was kind of a, um, a jokester of a teacher. So I thought he was pulling a fast one on me. And so I started laughing and I was like, very funny. Like, this is now kind of awkward. And he didn't really say anything at first. I mean, he just stared at me and I'm staring at him. It was weird. And I'm the first kid. <laughs> <laughs> and he finally is like, okay. And he flips the page. Do you see one here? And I'm like, no. Do you see one here? I think there's like 15 or something like that usually. I don't think he ran you through 15 of them. No, he kept going. Oh. Yeah. Like, he's like, you really don't. You really don't. And I keep just thinking like. I like, mean, what is this weird joke you're playing this? on me? And I'm the first kid, like, this has got to be a joke. And um, he finally gets to the end, and the end shows you what it should look like. Um, like, I think it's like, it's like all one solid color, and then the number is like a solid color. So you, for people like me who don't know. And I was like, what? And he's like, there should, you should be seeing a number. <laughs> right. I think the first one, like, the, it's circles. like a seven is the first one. I don't know. I've looked at them online, oh, yeah. I mean, too. you could have shown you any of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And so I and so I don't know if that makes me more colorblind. I literally don't see a single one in any of the right. tests. Right. Like some people I think can see some. I see none. Anyway, he said I was his first female student he'd ever had to be colorblind in like his, you know, 15, 20 years of teaching. Um, fun fact, three years later, my sister took driver's ed. <laughs> And she was also the first one to be called on and was also found to be colorblind. My brothers are not. What a, what a rip. a rip. So it's really uncommon for girls to be colorblind. Yeah. And so um, three of my four grandparents were colorblind. So I had one grandma. My dad's parents, both of his parents were colorblind. And so then we found out later um, in like asking people and geneticists or whatever that any girl that is colorblind, automatically your sons are colorblind. So my grandma was colorblind. So my dad and his brothers are all colorblind. And then my mom's dad is colorblind. And so Kelsey and I, my sister and I, had a 50-50 chance. And you both got and it. And we both. <laughs> and Kelsey, your sister, has sons. Yes. And so her sons are colorblind. I do not. So I won't be passing that directly on, but my kids will carry... Gene? Yeah, your kids. So right. our, our daughters each have a 50-50 chance of carrying the colorblind gene. Yeah. And if they have boys, they might. But if they have <laughs> girls, they they the girls only might if th our daughters have the colorblind gene passed on to them. So we won't yeah. know. I mean, I guess we can run a genetic test. So or whatever, many but... things started making sense when I found out, though. Like, <laughs> like certain things that people had said in my life and. I remember when I was little and my mom would be like, sometimes she'd get busy, like she'd put on lipstick or write a check at a stoplight and I would sit up front because back then when you were really little, you could sit up front right, right. and she'd be like, tell me when it turns green. And I remember just thinking like, okay, she, she's saying it's green. Oh, the light. Oh, <laughs> right. But as a kid, I remember thinking like, it's white. I don't know why she's calling it green, but I would just tell her when it turned 
and she'd say, tell me when it turns green. But I never saw oh, green and was really confused. Interesting. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about your mom putting on makeup and then you putting on makeup. <laughs> and I did not always, knowing why people teased I you. I did always get teased about my makeup. Yeah. I, in eighth grade, a rumor went around that I looked like a clown. and That wasn't a rumor. Okay. That's not a rumor. It's just a mean thing. I got yes. bullied for my makeup. And one girl actually did tell me. She's like... I asked her, I'm like, what is it? She's like, well, it's your blush. You're putting on so much blush. You kind of look like a clown. And you couldn't see it at all. And I'd look in the mirror and I just feel frustrated because I'm like, I don't even see. <laughs> like, did pink. I even put on blush? <laughs> like, I didn't even feel like I put it on. And my sister and I actually were just talking yesterday about our makeup, how some people are like, wow, your makeup's so bold. Like, they usually say we do things so bold. And then we look in the mirror and it's like, I really feel like I barely put any on. How is it bold? We're always told that it's bold. Our lipstick choice is bold. Yeah. Our clothes is bold. Until our husbands tell us that we don't match. <laughs> <laughs> or when we come home and we're like, look at this gray thing. Um, I usually get something that's pink. And yesterday she got something that was purple. <laughs> and we both thought they were gray. And so we try to just stick to probably like black and white. Like we know we're safe. <laughs> Well, you can see blue, like you wear a lot of blue things. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got pretty blue eyes, so it works well. Oh, thanks. Yeah. But I like pink and so does she. We'll be like, I want to get this pink shirt. And I ask the girls, um, our youngest will often tell me like, that doesn't match your skin tone, which I'm like, what is skin tone? Like, I don't, I don't see maybe like <laughs> Well, when you so first much. put on your, your colorblind glasses and got to see how the rest of us view oh, the world. Man. Do you remember what I laughed at the most? Our lips. Lips. Oh, my goodness. I thought, why do we even put lipstick on? They're already pink. So Kendra, without her colorblind glasses, and I guess if you're colorblind out there, this will be news to you. Um, lips are not the same color as the rest of our faces. Yeah. Like for me, um, when I look in the mirror in the morning, I put my makeup on. I'm like, oh, I need lipstick because it all just kind of looks like the same not color. one color, but it's all like, I don't know, muted or the same. And my lips just look pale yeah but when i put my i mean it looked like you had lipstick so i couldn't <laughs> stop laughing and then the girls couldn't wait to all put on my lipstick to show me mine and how bold like why people say i'm bold i mean i was like oh i'm throwing those away i can't believe you guys let me walk out of the house with like such bold lips but it looks good on you though and you said that that's just part of my style yeah, yeah. um Meanwhile, you're putting on all these like bright reds and in your own mind, you're thinking it's like like a brick red or a brown or whatever. Right. Just kind of slightly emphasizing things. That's what I so I've stopped wearing like really traditional blush. I'm too scared um, <laughs> to put it on. I don't really wear blush and I've really toned down my lipsticks because now I'm also scared to put on lipsticks. <laughs> That's funny. And a lot of my clients don't know when I help it with houses. Um because a lot of women will ask me. Yeah, they think you're an interior designer and you so, work, you help with them. Here's how I've compensated, I guess, is the awesome thing is paint colors, they give them a name. <laughs> right, right. And so I'll always ask what the name of a color is. And that will help me determine, like, if it is a, if I think it's blue and the person says it's called, like, seafoam, like, oh, I bet it pulls green. I can't see that. But now you have to think about what you match that with. Right. Or how I'm answering the question when they ask me about it. Right. What's remarkable is... And then I memorize that. Right. Right. <laughs> What's remarkable is you're a, the way you've compensated for that, none of your clients know that you're colorblind and none of your stuff's weird. It's fortunate that no one yeah. wants to decorate with, with like reds and greens and pinks. Like if they did, well, you wouldn't be able like to tell. Well, they do like gray. And gray is a funny color I've learned just from like you and other people telling me like, well, that gray leans pink. So I often ask other people before I open my mouth who know that I'm colorblind. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, does this look like a brown gray or a pink gray or a purple gray? Right. Because right. gray is really gray, Yeah. Gray leans very yeah. few pure grays. So just to like answer the question that I get, like 99% of the time when I do say I'm colorblind and you I don't get, see color. Right. They think I, <laughs> most people think that colorblind means black and white. It's not black and white. My color palette is just smaller than everybody else's. Right. I see a lot less color. So, um, I feel like if I look into a forest and I see like maybe three shades of green to your like hundred shades 
of green. Right. So there's some depth that's missing there. Right. In your so there's some, some depth. Um, I don't always see the brown, um, like the what do you call that? The trunk of a tree. Like I don't see those. You enough. lose that in the green. Yeah, and mm. the dirt. Like when I put on the sunglasses, dirt all of a sudden just pops. Like browns pop too. And so the things that I didn't see, and all of a sudden I feel like the canvas goes from kind of flat to um, not. I mean, it starts to yeah. I see dimensions I didn't see. And so I love my sunglasses. So the most fascinating thing for me is when we lived down in California, we were near a bunch of orchards and uh, mm. fruit trees would, you know, for, before, like, for example, before an apple turns red or a plum turns purple or whatever, um, you know, they're, they're there, but they're green. Right. And your brain has compensated so that instead of looking for the color, you look for the shapes. Right. And so we'd be driving down at 60 miles an hour down some of these country roads and you're like, oh, look, there's, there's fruit all over these trees. And I'd look, and my brain is looking for color to right. identify it. Even the girls couldn't see. Couldn't it. see it at all, but you could see the shapes right away. And it wouldn't be till we slowed down and and like got really close, like, oh yeah, there's a whole bunch in here. We didn't notice it because we were looking for a different signal to to tell us that there's fruit there. Yeah. So it's just fascinating how it's not you know, your brain is still good at picking information out, and so when it can't get information one way, it draws information another way. Yeah, it's been a, uh, an interesting ride as a. <laughs> Flying person. Well, it means you can't be the captain of the boat. You can't uh, take yeah. the boat out at night. And it's not marked as a handicap or anything. It should be. But there are times I feel like it should be. I um, mean, the fact that I can't see the traffic cones as well or a stop sign. I have ran stop signs where they haven't cut back the greenery around them enough. Yeah, if, it, if it's lost in the trees. And, oh, I know. There was one stop sign where the a tree was covering. I don't actually look for the stop sign. That's why. Yeah. you. I look for the yellow sign. Before the stop sign. It says so, the stop sign's coming up. Um, and not all areas have them. They don't really have them around here. But in California, that was always, that was a big Your way thing. way of knowing, yeah. And um, Josh was actually driving behind me one day and he calls me. He's like, you just ran a stop sign. And it was, when we went back to look, it's because the yellow one, a tree had kind of blocked it. And so I don't even look for the red because I don't see them. So. We should start a, a movement. <laughs> You should you should get a, a I can blow stop signs at least once a month. It should because... be like on my driver's license or on my like yeah on me. No, that would be bad though because blowing a stop sign will get someone killed. Yeah, but it's interesting that they don't just do it when you get your driver's license. It's not really. Yeah, I've never been tested anywhere else. No one's ever asked me. Oh, you're, you're, that your driving instructor did that. Right, See, I, like, I didn't have that. I, I remember taking class. that test. Yeah, I remember taking that the, the colorblind test, but it was like in our science class. Like I didn't have it in traffic school. Yeah. So that's interesting. I don't know. I just I feel like I don't get asked very much, and the fact that I know so many colorblind people just in my family, like maybe there's not a lot of colorblind people, but I have a lot in my family, so right, I right. think about it a lot. No, that is interesting. And I think that it's a rip to be a girl and be colorblind. Like, my brothers probably don't care. <laughs> like, they wouldn't care if they couldn't right. see, like, I don't know, pink. Because it's pink I can't see. Yeah. I don't know. So there's a fascinating little tidbit about me. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the weird fact you learned about Kendra this week? I have so many you'll get to <laughs> see. I have, I have fascinating things that they're all genetic, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Genes are a funny thing to pass. So we just down. we just introduced our kids to the X Men, uh, so mutants. Oh and right, we just <laughs> watched mutations <that>. and <laughs> genetic problems or issues or challenges. Well, the girls are always asking me like, "Do you think I will inherit this from you because you inherited?" Oh uh, yeah, it? yeah. And some of it is stuff I hope I didn't pass down. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, I hope I didn't pass that down to you. But they will even tell me like, "Mom, I could get a colorblind kid like like you." Yep. And I think it's a little sad. Um, I know, oh, I had my nephew put on my glasses once and he's really into Nerf guns and he had the never seen neon. the bright, oh, wow. like Wyatt. And, yeah. uh, that was his like, oh my gosh, this gun is like, it's so vibrant. It's so cool And now. like the bullets are like, it made it so much cooler. Yeah. Huh. I didn't think about that. And I let my dad put him on a lot. Well, he'll be like, when he was here this summer, he's like, Hey, uh, how does that look over there? Like he could tell that it might be something he couldn't see, and he'd put on my glasses. Like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. Like he looked at a fire hydrant. It was like that is so like it just pops. Yeah, the reds are just right whoosh, striking compared to what you see normally. <laughs> That's hilarious. So anyway, if you wanted to know about colorblindness, there you go. And boats. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs>
Is there anything else that we needed to cover? No. No, okay. I don't. <laughs> wow, <so>. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm frustrated. And, oh, you're looking at me funny. Frustrated for what? I just want to be living on a boat. Oh. I mean, I'm loving our little coffee time in our living room, just the two of us. But I really want to be having this conversation on our boat. I do, too. I have one concern. Oh, no. Um, Our boat will be in a boathouse, which yeah. is metal. And I'm a tiny bit concerned about the acoustics. Like, will the audio quality be Even hurt? on the enclosed uh, flybridge? You think that won't catch enough of the sound? An enclosed flybridge might cause... It won't be a metal ringing, but it might have other issues. I don't know. We'll see. We'll try it out, and then we'll have to <laughs> figure out how to compensate, I guess. That's my... I mean, I've, I've thought about that just because... But it's not like... Important it's not like... Oh, we can't live on a boat because the podcast (laughs) sound is terrible. Right. I thought you were going to say something like we can't live on a boat because. No, 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 no. Okay. Nope. Um, All we're waiting for now is the actual results of the survey, just just to make sure that he didn't catch something that he failed to tell me while he was there. Yeah. Um, We are, uh, I mean, I guess we're done with our house. We can list it now. We have some just clean up and moving some more stuff out, but we were waiting for a couple things to get done. Um, well, I, what I was waiting for is I was hoping we would live on a boat and list the house um, because I hate living in a house that's listed. Oh, right, right. So, okay, yeah, we're not going to list it until we're no longer I occupying the house. I mean, it's possible. House. We can. But it, it's just, it's more stressful because trying to keep it clean. Right, right. No, that makes sense. We've done that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so just kind of a waiting game. Um, the results of the survey actually should be by Wednesday or Thursday of next week. So if everything checks off there, I think that the... Um, that's all the lender needs to, to, to approve the, the loan for the boat. And then we can move on to it. I mean, that's my, my timeline is we'll be able to get the boat by next weekend. Like that's, I'm, I honestly think oh, so. Don't get my hopes up. I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess the loan could take longer to close. Right. The and bank then has to I'm, do their thing. We, well, and we, we, I don't think we've talked about that. We weren't going to do a loan, but now we are. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We decided to not tie up all of our funds right off the bat. Right. Uh, right. Give ourselves a little bit of breathing room so we are getting a small loan to cover the rest. So maybe not by next weekend, but soon. And then you go to Chicago here this in two weeks. So (laughs) I don't know if I want to live on a boat like without you right off the bat. Why not? Because I don't know how everything works. You'll figure it out. It's like when we lived in the, the RV and you would leave and you're like, it's better for the tank to fill up with the potty and then you pull this lever and this lever to release <laughs> to it when it's full. <laughs> I hated that job. I don't like poop jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so you leaving me on a boat that I don't even know, like <laughs> you don't even know exactly where all this stuff is on this boat yet. That's so true. I don't know if I'll live on it. Without me, yeah. All right. We'll get all that figured out, guys, and we'll tell you all about it. Look, I snuck poop in again. You did. You did. I was wondering. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come up. Okay. Um, I think that's all we've got. Yeah. I want to go make pumpkin pancakes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like pumpkin pancakes. I know, but that's I not do. for me. <laughs> all right, baby. I'm hungry. Love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>